This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani. Sid, why are you trying to make me cry in the morning? You I know was what? all like in a chipper, happy <laughs> mood, and then I hear your your beautiful mother, and I fight. I realize why yeah. you are the way you are because she has such a strong faith in God. So you have always had God looking over you out of all the trials and tribulations you've been through. And you still have that gorgeous wife, your beautiful kids, successful career. It's because of God and, and your mother. I mean, it's and your parents. I mean, the love, it's it's beautiful. Listen, I, I always say that. Often, and look, I, because I'm a bit of a jerk, I always, why are you still so successful? I talk about talent. If you've got talent, they're going to find ways to keep you working. But truth be told, it's what you just said. Time and time again, Lydia, whether I was in rehab, jail, hospitals, whether it was my mom, Naomi, my father, Harvey, my beautiful wife, Danielle, you're right. There was always, there's always been somebody there for me, and there's no question as to why that's the case, that I've been able to, to stay resilient and uh, now now having the most success I've ever had. I wish my father was here to see it. But thank you for saying that. And look, you're a great he mom, too. It. You've got a little he- girl. You're a great mom, so you could appreciate where my mother is coming from. Absolutely. God sees everything. The truth always comes out. And I feel like when you try to force things, that's when things go wrong and you just kind of let things play out. But and look at you now, you're doing a service. That's what I feel like we're doing on WABC. We're getting the truth out. We're informing people. Of course, we're being entertaining, too, when we're talking about flicking balls and stuff like that. (laughs) But at the end of the day, we're trying to get people aware of what's really going on. I never received so many messages as I got yesterday about that conversation is a woman bisexual. And then uh, a friend said to me, no, you should have said to him they're trisexual because they'll try anything or women are either they're, they're bi, either polar or sexual. Oh, that's funny. So, Both. Yeah. Both are very funny. And listen, I got a lot of messages too because – and I, and, I, and I talk about this all the time with folks in management. Yes, we want to get the truth out. There's no question about it, right? And we discuss all these serious topics. But me, for example, I'm a very sarcastic guy. So I scare John, Chad, these people sometimes because they think I'm going to do something which I would never do in a million years. And for me, most important is entertaining. So if you and I start discussing bisexual girls, that is <laughs> going to get people all serious. It's going to get, I can't change the channel. I can't change the channel, and that is our job. Our job is to get ratings and to have advertisers spend money above and beyond everything else. And I got to tell you, you're very good at that. And making people's commute go faster. I love it when people message me and they're like, I spit out my coffee. I didn't know what you were going to say next. And right. you're so right. I used to flick my brothers and this and that. And, you you know, I love what you guys do because that's what we do. We try to mix it up. And when we have fun. Everybody has fun. That's right. 
And this That's world right. is filled with so much misery. It's like, okay, we're going to inform you. We're going to let you know what's going on. But you know what? We're going to be happy about it because thank God we're alive. After my illness, COVID really knocked me on my butt. And I, I know it sounds corny, but at one point I'm lying in bed and I got really emotional because I said, my God, thank God I'm home. Thank God I have the medications and all this stuff. But what about the people that were in the nursing homes by themselves or in the hospitals and they didn't know if their last, their next breath would be well, their last. But by and the way, by the way, we, that, that was my father. My father, I, I saw my father in November, Thanksgiving at my sister Alana's house, actually my niece Tamara, and then he got sick. And then because COVID wow. was going on and this mother effer, Andrew Cuomo, had all these oh ridiculous God. rules, uh, the last six months of my father's life, we were reduced to FaceTime. He FaceTimed me literally oh. the night before he died. And, and I remember saying oh to him, I said, Dad, God. I said, Dad, if you're tired, it's okay. Basically, you can go. And he said, I'm tired. And I said, did you eat? And he said, a little. He looked terrible. I knew it was over anyway. But that's what I was reduced to the last six months of his life. FaceTime. It was just horrendous. I, I can't even imagine. So my dad, I'll tell this story real quick before we got to get to the news. I, my dad went into the hospital. He had fallen down and he was feeling really sick. He caught COVID while he was in the hospital. And then we couldn't see him anymore. So I'm going to tell this story. I snuck into the hospital. Right. This is what I did. I evaded security. My sister's like, oh, of course, only you. I I got a badge. I, I went the back way into the hospital. I know I'm a little crazy. And I was on the COVID floor. I'm not going to say what hospital because I'm, I'm very. So I snuck in there. I went in. I saw him. It was like a jail cell. I started like crying, looking at my dad. I can't mm. believe this. The nurse came and found me. And she was like, you must be the daughter because I kept <laughs> calling. And I told my mom, we're getting him out. So my dad still had COVID and we took him out because, and I, I, we just got a nurse. I mean, cause I said, I can't allow, I can't, I, we heard the stories. I heard your story about your dad. I remember hearing it. We had people call us in during this, you know, during the pandemic, we worked throughout the whole thing. And I said, I will not allow my father to die alone. And my dad doesn't even know how to use FaceTime or any of that. And so we took him out of there with COVID sick, literally the ambulance drivers, they carried him up the stairs into the bed, but he's doing a million times better. My mother is a saint. And here we are. He's still alive. Good. But so God. many families don't have those no. resources. No. Nope. No. So the, to the news, you know that story I told you about the guy that threw uh, the woman onto the train tracks? Yes. They arrested him. They arrested him. Guess where they arrested him? Back at the same subway station, the guy has a history of arrests. He's been arrested dozens and dozens of times. Mayor Adams now, because of that poll that came out, where less than a third of New Yorkers think that he's doing a good job, is now headed to Washington, D.C. today to speak before Congress on gun violence. My question to you, Sid, and maybe to our audience, he needs to go in front of Cousin's house, Andrew Stewart Cousin's house, and Carl Hasty. Name and shame and go to them. He don't need to go to D.C. He don't need to go to Congress. He needs to go to their house and say, I want to fix the bail reform law. I want the people that are dangerous to be put behind bars oh, because people deserve oh, to be safe. Uh-oh. It is clear by what you just said, Lydia, that me and Bernie are rubbing off on you in a big way because not that long ago, a lot of folks at this station were saying things like, oh, come on, give him more time, give him a chance. And we would say, no, if he can't change legislature, you know, the power, at least go out and name and shame 
And that's exactly what you just said, and you're exactly right. Forget about D.C., forget about federal, keep it here to this state, to this city, and if you can't change it, act like you're really pissed off and not wear a fancy suit and talk a bunch of gibberish, which never comes to fruition. And did you hear a girl, a 15-year-old girl, was sitting in her home having dinner with her parents in St. Albans, Queens? You know, that's a nice area. Yep. She was hit by a stray bullet. We, I mean, this is how many kids have to be shot and killed. You had the 11-month-old that got shot in the face in the Bronx and people getting flung onto subway tracks. So well, let me I, ask you this. Enough. 60 seconds to go because you're not only very smart when it comes to politics, but you're like me. You're into pop culture, entertainment. You could easily, easily be a reporter on, on E.T. or Extra, any one of those shows. <laughs> what uh, do you think of Matthew McConaughey's speech? Matthew McConaughey's speech was impassioned. It was heartfelt. And I got a quick little story for you. I I, I danced with Matthew McConaughey. Oh I was at the Chateau Marmont when I was in my early 20s. I went to the Grammys. I was working at CBS News. We went to a party at the Chateau Marmont, and Matthew McConaughey came and danced with me. Wow. So we were, yes. Well, you know we how danced. radio works. When, when you go on with a big-time radio host. And I'm not saying I am, but I am. And you say, I dance with Matthew McConaughey. By the end of the day, you guys had sex in like 10 different places. That's how radio no. works. Oh, <laughs> no. well, I'll tell you what happened. So we're dancing. He's like, hey, why don't you guys, you and your friend Kara, why don't you guys come up to my room upstairs? Oh. <laughs> and and I was like, oh, my God. I mean, I'm 22 years old. Hold on, hold on, I'm hold on. Is that, is that Matthew McConaughey's wife on the phone? Let me pick that up. Oh, oh, Camilla. No, this is before he met <laughs> oh, her Oh, before Camilla. Okay. So I tell Kara, I go to Kara, I'm like, oh, my God, Matthew McConaughey. And I remember his agent, this and that or whatever. And I, I, was, I drank a little too much, and I got sick. So that was the end of the night. Oh. My friend Kara had to take me home. But I'm a nice girl. I, you don't give away the goodies. I'm not going to be anybody's free hooker, okay? What? That's what these superstars want. What are you talking want. about? It's Matthew I'm, McConaughey. No, 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 no. I'm oh, not going to be it. anybody's free hooker. Oh, please. That's what you essentially are. These girls that have sex with the famous guys, all you yeah. are basically is a free hooker. So what? Not, He's a famous uh, people. No. Then what's the point? Oh, I, Matthew McConaughey has yes. sex with me. I'm a hook. Uh, no, that's stupid. I So I dance with him, and I'll finish this story. Let me just so say this. Day, I, got, I got two words for you, Lydia. Missed opportunity. I know, right? That's what Jacqueline Carl <laughs> said to me. The next day, I see page six, and guess what page six says? Matthew McConaughey seen canoodling with a dark-haired beauty at wow. the Chateau Marmont. Wow. I, w- I unidentified dark-haired beauty. That is me. And that's my story with Matthew Well, you better shove that story all in your right, husband's right. face. Anytime your husband says or does something you don't like, say, just remember, big guy, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey wanted to bang me at the Chateau Marmont, <laughs> whatever the hell it's called. Anyway, that is a great report. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that's a great report. Thank you. That's, that'll be on my tombstone. <laughs> Identify dark-haired beauty. Matthew McConaughey wanted to bang me once. <laughs> And that is your Lydia report. Cats at night, 5 o'clock. You don't want to miss it. We always have a great time. We tell it like it is. We break news like no other show does. In that one hour, John Katzmatidi somehow manages to get every single story that matters to New Yorkers, to Americans. And we stand for truth, justice, and the American way. Cats at night. That is a heck of a report, Lydia. Thank you. That's a great report. Lydia Serrani, Lydia reports. Again, check her out at 5 with the great John Katz and Matitis and his terrific show, Cats at Night.